Oh yeah, ticka ticka. Welcome to Sink Floyd, the podcast where we watch every movie ever made to see if it syncs up with Pink Floyd's 1973 magnum opus, The Dark Side of the Moon. It's your boy, Gareth Blackler, a.k.a. Ferris Baller, a.k.a. Ed Swooney, a.k.a. Boy in Police Station, coming at you, and my co-host, it's your boy, uh, James Barron, a.k.a. Um, Slamrin Fry, a.k.a. Sloan Yeeterson, a.k.a. Garage Attendant. Hell Hello, yeah. James. Hi. I'm happy to be here at my post at the garage. I've been looking after various cars all day, and now I'm ready to talk with my friend. Oh, yes. It's not a glamorous nickname, but hey, I've got to put in the work if I want to keep it. I quite like Slamrin Fry. Slamrin Fry is very strong. Yeah. <laughs> I'm happy to have that one. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh I remember having an argument with an old friend about whether I came up with Ferris Baller or he did, and then we both stole it from the internet. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's all right. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. it's a damn good one. Oh, Ferris yeah. Baller. <laughs> it's like, it doesn't really work because it's not the same <laughs> kind of sound. No. But, but it's close enough, right? Yeah. You, know, you, you get the points. People hear it and they go, oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think if I had tried to write it, I would have like tried to get the ooh sound like Ferris cooler, and that doesn't work. So, it's kind yeah, of I better. clearly don't have claim to it. Oh, thank you. I don't know. Yeah. Now, James, why are we talking about Ferris Bueller so much? Oh, it's just uh, out of habit, really. No, we watched <laughs> um, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, the classic film from nineteen eighty-six, I think. Yeah. Yes. Very hard to keep that date in my mind for some reason. I think we've done another 1986 movie and I've been unable to hold that number. Yeah, that's all right. There's a lot of good, <laughs> lot of good shit. A lot of good um, yeah. films coming out in 1986, probably, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the old John Hughes uh, joint feeling, um, feeling good story about teenagers. You yeah. Know? Famous for um, these kind of things. Heck yeah. You had a Save Ferris t-shirt in high school, didn't you? I did. Yeah. I think I still do. I don't know where it is. It got to the point where, like, you know how you own t-shirts that you would wear and then slowly they become unwearable outside of your own home? They'd, like... Yeah. They, they ascend to, or descend, depending, um, to uh, pajama status. And yeah. then if they reach that level and for some time, they sl they eventually become just unwearable clothes i think it's at that stage and that it like i would it's ballooned out by my me trying to tuck my legs inside of it as i'm watching movies or something and it's now ah. like mostly a sheet or like it's probably about like <laughs> three sizes bigger than it was when i yeah. first got it so there you go because often for me it's entirely in my head like it's a psychological switch from real shirt to pajama shirt so i'm often careful not yeah. to wear a t-shirt I really like to bed because I'd like I don't want to begin oh. to see it as pajamas and then once it slips below pajamas it becomes shirt I just own because it was gift no yeah that's that. fair no yeah. you, you, you can't go back is the real problem if you yeah. wear a sh yeah if, if something becomes a pajama shirt it's all over you know oh. unless you tie-dye it that's been my big 2021 tip there you go you can revitalize yeah. an old shirt through tie-dye 
Oh yeah, Gareth I tie-dyed a t-shirt that was a Halloween costume, which is a completely Whoa. different part of the spectrum. Holy shit, that's next yeah. level. That's like, I think, very frugal. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Well, it's probably extravagant to buy a t-shirt just for Halloween, but you know. Yeah, yeah. not really. I had a, one of my Halloween costumes was just t-shirts once. It was it was very good. <laughs> I pretended I didn't have a Halloween costume prepared and arrived yeah. in like a, a Halloween costume that I had from previous years. I just recycled it, but I took that off halfway through the night pretending like, oh, I'm sick of wearing this Halloween costume that I hate. And underneath I was wearing just a white t-shirt that said, um, uh, what did it's the first one say? I think the first one said crippling debt. And <laughs> they were all just things that you should be afraid of. Like really, really, thing, yeah. really things that you should be scared of. And throughout the night, I would make an excuse just to disappear, like go to the bathroom or something and come back in the exact same shirt, but with a different like phrase on it. And I had about four that or five. That is so good. It was really yeah. good. Yeah. It was a very cheap last minute Halloween costume, but it was bloody smart and people loved it. So Heck yeah. Yeah. I had <laughs> and now you just own a shirt that says crippling debt. Yeah. There was, cri- there was crippling debt. There was um, social anxiety, oh, yeah. uh, global warming and spiders. I'm pretty sure spiders was my favorite. Yeah. Just having... Please tell me you still wear spiders around. Uh, the issue is that like they became pajama shirts almost immediately. And that like oh, how no. I made them was just with like a bit of vivid. So yeah. <laughs> so not exactly machine washable safe, you know. So yeah. And almost immediately retired into uh, pajama shirts. But I got use out of them. So it wasn't a complete waste That's of the right. old $5 white warehouse t-shirt but yeah hot tip <laughs> hot halloween tip early early stages here in may when this is probably coming out yeah um get amongst yeah just if you're at a, at a loss at this stage <laughs> there you go that's a free freebie from your old mate um slammer and fry um yeah ferris bueller should we talk about it <laughs> yeah well first james have you this film obviously inspired a generation of days off like or the dream yeah, of man. a day off. Have you had a day like this? Uh, I've definitely bunked off school. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the old truancy cops are going to swerve into my driveway and pick <sighs> me up any minute. But um, Make you redo all almost, those years. Yeah, no, the closest that I can think of, of like bunking off school to like do something fun. I like left school early so that I could watch the fourth Indiana Jones movie when that came out. Oh boy. That was not a great decision in retrospect. (laughs) I thought it was great. I was like, oh man, yeah, I'll just leave it like midday and then just go to the movies. It'd be awesome. And then, yeah, it turned, I chose the wrong movie, but never mind. I'm pretty sure they're making a fifth Indiana Jones right now, and Harrison Ford yeah. is still signed on. Yeah, the like, cast is it's wild, wild. that he's still making them. Yeah. Um, Phoebe Waller-Bridge is signed on as well. Yo! Awesome. Okay. Yeah. Man, that's going to be a wild movie. I don't know where you can oh, yeah. possibly go uh, from spoilers for Indiana Jones uh, 4. It's just going to be one word, so skip ahead like 10 seconds in your podcatcher. <laughs> Aliens! <laughs> I don't know where you can go from that, uh, but anyway, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, the devil. Who's yeah, oh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, they kind of already did the religious thing, right, with um, the first oh, one. True, yeah. So yeah, but that was yeah. more like the righteous acts of God, <laughs> like destroying Nazis. So <laughs> that was such a wild end to a film. Oh my god, what a Love great that. film that also may have came out in 1986. There's no way to tell. 
there's no way of knowing sadly um <laughs> no. but should we talk about this film the old yeah. what about you actually no we gotta uh, i've gotta ask you the question you asked me did you have a, a bunking adventure a sick day that led to good times now perhaps? see you'd think because i asked that that it was click i was keying myself up for for like an epic yeah. story about when i went to chicago on my day off i was so terrified of breaking the rules as a child i and a teen i think i one time might have hung around after my bass guitar lesson and not gone back to maths class and it like Man. the anxiety was so strong i couldn't <laughs> do it again yeah this, the truth yeah. is that we're just a couple of camerons eh? You <laughs> yeah. know? like that's the that's the the secret of ferris bueller's day off is that like cameron represents like what being a real teenager is like <laughs> and yeah. ferris is just what every teenager or at least what every teenage boy wants to be and do right yeah that's that's why that, it's successful oh yeah by that token how do you feel about that um fan theory that uh cameron is just imagining ferris oh that's kind of wild that doesn't explain yeah. the stuff with sloan it's like a bike club <laughs> thing happening or something like that oh i think he's imagining sloan as well the idea is that he's got a crush on the real sloan and i think the real ferris did die and that's why there's all the safe ferris stuff around oh my god so he's god. just imagining that he was friends with this um ferris guy and he got to be friends with sloan as well man it doesn't I'm... explain rooney or genie but who's to say <laughs> i'm i'm I can't handle that theory. I don't like that. It makes it no, a, a way too fun film incredibly dark. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't think John Hughes is thinking that when he made that. But no, well, he wrote this in a week, apparently. Whoa, man! Yeah, that's awesome. he would just fire off screenplays so quickly. Like, I think he kept it going after he died. Like, he just writes screenplays with no intention of getting them made, just oh, because yeah. he enjoyed writing them cool i mean yeah very yeah. prolific director and that he's made like a shit ton of films like upwards oh, of yeah. 50 i think which is wild yeah um but yeah cool <laughs> let's talk about this. <laughs> that's your fan theory review that, cool. cool yeah definitely yeah i, I don't know it seems it's, it just seems too dark for me but it's a fun yeah. theory i've got no I've got no real time for fan theories, really, unless I come up with them, in which case I think they're the best thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> That's the real secret. Yeah. Fan That's probably everyone's fan theory relationship. Fan theories, fan theories, they're for the fans. That's yeah. The, that's the real truth. The truth, uh, the kernel of truth right there. All right. That scene in Peter Pan where you have to clap because you believe in theories, that's my fan theory. Oh, fan theory. Yeah that didn't work no i'm with you yeah no i get it that's good yeah the, the <laughs> old tinkerbell she loved the fan theory oh, would oh, that have been man. better who's to say so this movie james how does it sync with pink floyd let's find out eh let's get on <laughs> get on the bus get on the school bus and and figure it out you know let's do it opening yeah. titles speak to me here we go kicking it off baby um yeah, this, this film starts with old Ferris doing, like, a very, like, cutesy, schmaltzy kind of uh, act for his parents where he's pretending that he's super sick. Uh, yeah. It's honestly a bit much. Oh, I, Matthew yeah. Broderick. Heck yeah. And Matthew Broderick being, like, 26 at the time. Yeah. Very strange. He look, looks older in this scene than he looks at any other part, any other role he's ever done. Yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, yeah, definitely. I mean, he's supposed to look sick, right? So he's yeah. being pretending to be sick. If you're doing a convincing job as a teenager, you might look 26. <laughs> you know, your voice yeah. is all 26-year-olds are sick teenagers. Yeah, that's true. That's bloody yeah. Heck. But it's like visible stubble and everything. It's just makes oh, the yeah. thing is going like, oh, mumsy, I'm ill, which is is not a direct quote. Not no good. Yeah. No good. So the only one who's not buying this act is uh, Jeannie or Jean, his um, sister, who's coming in. And she's great. I love her yeah. in this film. Um, but yeah, she's just like real sick of his shit. She says she wants yeah. out of this family. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, it's just like the, the parents buy it and go off to work and give him all this like advice of how to get better. And yeah. And then there's like, he like rises up in bed and we're into the the movie proper i do we get like a um intro kind of he does lots of monologues or like soliloquies almost to camera <laughs> yeah you know where he's just like yeah. addressing the fourth wall breaking the fourth wall and addressing camera directly with his like what he's thinking about um which is fun and yeah, yeah. yeah first sync here is that like him having fun the organ trill sound in um breathe there's like a the, the Hammond organ coming in that syncs up with yeah. um M the MTV opening ripping into screen, Ooh. which I'm very happy with. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> and yeah, he's just like dis discussing all the ways to like fa fake sick effectively. I'm amazed this like flew in in the movie, and that like <laughs> it's it's like a step by step guide to get out of school. Yeah, where the key demographic probably are teenagers, right? Oh man, amazing. <laughs> I can't imagine, imagining the person in the censor board though, who was like, mm, no, I don't want kids being sick or faking sick. You've got to cut this scene. Like, yeah, you'd feel like point. such a wet blanket. You really would. You would, don't want to be the Ed Rooney of the censor board who just like no. is the truancy Nazi, <laughs> you know, he's <laughs> a nasty boy. Um, but yeah, uh, we get into uh, On the Run like yeah. there's no real other syncs with breathe that i caught but yeah on the run no, um, never. uh he's like setting up this rube goldberg ass like machine of stuff to convince his parents that he's lying in bed sick if they come home to check on him and it's it's cool that they, you don't see this until later and he's setting it up now at the start of the day yeah, yeah but you you're not even really supposed to notice it you're supposed to be just like watching him doing stuff having fun while he's talking about this other stuff which is neat um, yeah and then, yeah, we get his famous, the, like, famous line from the movie where he's saying, um, life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you might miss it. And that's the core, like, the core to Ferris Bueller's Day Off is this statement. This, it's like yeah. the theme of the film, really. And that he's just like, Ferris Bueller as a character is this person who wants to enjoy life all the time. He he's, yeah. doesn't have time for school uh, in this way because yeah he's just he wants to enjoy himself and he's feeling like he's missing the chance if he's going to school yeah yeah interestingly contemporary critics like critics in 1986 hated this about him they thought he was being so like selfish and materialistic i mean he kind of is like he yeah is, oh for sure yeah yeah he, he's like yeah like i say he's the polar opposite to cameron right like in yeah that, like he's just this insane character who couldn't be real um, yeah who like gets away with everything and like is this roguish handsome devil you know <laughs> that is matthew broderick and yeah 
it's yeah he's like it it would be very frustrating i imagine and that like mm. he's he's inspiring this like uh i don't know the, like what ed rooney says about the him is definitely true and that like he inspires like these followers of like disciples that gather around him and <laughs> yeah worship him you know so yeah ed rooney probably every time there's like a cult on the news or like he hears about some sort of organized crime turns the volume up on the news to be like now say ferris bueller say ferris bueller started it <laughs> and they never do he's always no. like oh, i bet he was there Betty was there inciting <laughs> the riots <laughs> bastards at the end of the dark night he stays on and he's like based on a true story based on the true story of ferris bueller that's the joker <laughs> wow man crazy poor guy <laughs> yeah <laughs> it definitely becomes an obsession for him over the movie yeah oh but, heck yeah oh my god especially oh, he might give up at the end but we'll we have to see once we get there um yeah we get uh immediately after this is the uh, another great scene with the teacher calling the role very slowly um this teacher's performance is great and the, oh, in fact all the teachers in this movie are pretty awesome um oh yeah this guy uh i love that he has to say like eight different variations of a names because buell is right? so early in the alphabet <laughs> yeah this role goes a b and then immediately to f like yeah it's wild yeah. a lot so of strange. a names like, yeah <laughs> i wonder what like a small town illinois was up to i don't know yeah pretty wild the, yeah the like, only wilder the... role <laughs> yeah it's just oh sorry the only wilder just role so jarring like role is that the common term the only wilder roll call in alphabetization yeah it rolls is, right um in any movie is in harry potter and the philosopher's stone when they just jump around the surnames oh so yeah that you can get all the main characters fit in that's incredibly frustrating i don't know why they <laughs> have it random in philosopher's stone that that i could talk about that for a while oh <laughs> what are they doing the only yeah. other character is bloody susan bones <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, main characters different. and susan bones <laughs> a main character oh. to us all definitely um yes uh but yeah he's like bueller anyone bueller and then yeah after that go go to fry and then we cut to cameron who legitimately is sick he's at home sick yeah. um uh, we see his house up. His house is stunning. I would live here. Um, it's this like place on stilts above a forest. Yeah. Um, it's clearly his family are like super wealthy, but they're like into this. Uh, I mean, Ferris's family are probably super wealthy as well, but they have like a more traditional American townhouse kind of style. And yeah, he lives in this like art mansion <laughs> instead up here. It's, it looks really nice. Um, but yeah, yeah he's... it's the kind of place like you'd take a robot to in a like a24 film it's so yeah. artsy and cold and beautiful i'm here to convince a robot how to love teach him <laughs> yeah in this in this uh forested uh art house <laughs> <laughs> you know that's all i want to do yeah <laughs> that's my dream for my future i'm just <laughs> i'm just looking for the right robot um oh <laughs> You just take, like, this sad toaster and teach it how to love. Yeah, that's the story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I can't, I can't think of a good enough... What would you call that film? The old... Yeah, the Crumbs? 
Crumbs. <laughs> Crumbs of humanity. Wow. Yep. That's it. You nailed it in one. <laughs> Holy shit. I laughed so hard that I'm sitting on an office chair right now. Um, I laughed Ooh. so hard that I hit the lever of the office chair and like fell down. <laughs> so there you go. Wow. What a like, that is a slapstick comedy moment that would not be out of place in ferris bueller's day off no absolutely it would fit right in i could see yeah. old ed rooney doing that on the phone <laughs> oh my gosh um yeah uh so yeah he's lying in bed sick and um gets a call from uh ferris who's trying to convince him to come out to basically just drive him around because ferris doesn't have a car that's his like key failing yeah. he did a lot of complaining about not having a car <laughs> um ferris bueller is some sort of car sociopath i think yeah sociopath yeah. <laughs> absolutely it's a, the vital thing that any teenager must have at this time yeah. apparently um at least to get around chicago uh but yeah he's basically wanting to use cameron in this way for uh his his day off you know but yeah. also because cameron's his best friend and he wants to like get him involved um and yeah, so Cameron is, he's trying to convince Cameron to come out. Uh, but yeah, he's lying in bed, like fully sick. There's a great bit where he like hangs up the phone frustrated and says just to the room, I'm dying. <laughs> and then <laughs> yeah. like Ferris immediately calls him back and says, you're not dying. Like, like he can <laughs> hear him or like he knows that that's what he would say. It's yeah. Br- it's really good. Um, yeah, and this yeah, the, it's intercut with Ferris on the other on the other line, who's like in a uh, in a like holiday sun lounger drinking a tiki drink, yeah, <laughs> like out in the sun. It's really good, um, and yeah, and then yeah, Cameron says my favorite line I think in the whole film when he just sings this little tune. Oh, yes, <laughs> when Cameron went to Egypt's land, let my Cameron go. <laughs> so good. It's so relatable because I, like, any song I sing about whoever's nearby or... Especially if you have a pet. Like, those kind of songs are exactly what you're doing. Oh, definitely. Like, let my mittens go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, it's it's very good. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Cameron, Cam- such a good, relatable teenager. For sure. Played by a man who was 29 at the time. <laughs> oh, my God. Unreal. Yeah, I had no right? idea. I didn't know they were so old, but I think it's just because I watched this movie when I was like super young. I think I watched yeah. this for the first time when I was like eleven, and like wow. it was fairly formative <laughs> for me. And <laughs> uh, that, yeah, I became a, <laughs> a good for nothing kid shortly after. Yeah. Um, well, you're also like I remember in high school you were into like cool synthesizers and computers and the Beatles, which are all like Ferris's yeah. hobbies as well. It's true, definitely. Yeah, and you were constantly outwitting a local dean. (laughs) Yeah, me and Mr. Gill, I was just back and forth constantly. (laughs) Oh, what's he like? (laughs) That pool of Mr. Gill is for nobody (laughs) except me. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Gill was a lovely man. He was a a maths teacher, and he, uh, he rode on a very small scooter comparatively to him and my my like most clear memory of mr girl is i used to live um very near some train tracks and yeah i was walking to school one day and then i see mr girl 
just like gunning it over these train tracks and getting air in his scooter and i just stop like nearly get run over by some cars because i'm transfixed by this and i say holy shit it's mr girl (laughs) and then he waved to me (laughs) it was amazing (laughs) that is perfect like you know how you joke like oh what if teachers are really cool outside of school you've got the proof i do (laughs) mr girl was sweet (laughs) he's also like carrying a stolen artifact (laughs) yeah he's rescued it from some bandits he's gonna be in the next indiana jones (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh man i wouldn't i wouldn't uh put it past him uh yeah so uh that line uh, my favorite line there with the the song that happens over the clocks to time, which I'm happy oh, yeah. about. I did I did note that the crash sound doesn't really sync over anything before that. No. The, the on the run crash, as we I want to note there. Um, <laughs> but yes, we get we do get uh, that syncing just for me, really. Yeah, really. Syncing. With I don't my know favorite if you're. Line. Yeah, that's going to have to be like one of those tiebreaker points. If it was just for you, not for science. Okay. Yeah. True. But, yeah. But then again, what is the show other than just for us? <laughs> we just talked about Mr. Gill for five minutes. Hey, man, I'm happy to talk. I'm happy to do a whole episode about Mr. Gill. If I can get Mr. Gill on the show, I will. All right. We'll watch one of okay. his favorites. He gets to pick. It'd be great. Oh, don't up. tempt me. <laughs> I can track him down. Hit me up, Mr. Gill. I'm sure you know what a podcast is. Um, all right. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, this is where we get into meeting Ed Rooney, our key antagonist, the Dean. Yeah. Quite neatly, and that we, we roll into him after talking about Mr. Girl forever. And, um, yeah, uh, he's on the phone with Ferris's mum, being like, uh, Ferris has missed school nine times this year, and he's wanting to, like, hold him back a year and not let him graduate, because they're in the last year of high school here. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, Ferris hacks into the mainframe. <laughs> using his like dos computer <laughs> from yeah. the 80s and um yeah changes these absences live as rooney watches which i think is great <laughs> yeah yeah so the real kid that ferris bueller was inspired by had 27 ex- um absences holy shit so you could read that um ferris had 27 and had already hacked it down to nine quite possibly yeah yeah, although yeah. he does also tell us, the audience, that he's only had nine. So. Can you tell me more about the real kid that Ferris was based on? I didn't know that Heck, it, yes this I was... can. I didn't know this was based on anything. I thought it was just a, um, a key script. Edward and, and... McNally was rumoured as the inspiration for the character Ferris Bueller, who mm. grew up on the same street as John, H- as John Hughes, and was also relentlessly pursued by his school dean. <laughs> oh, wow. Weird. Yeah. Yeah, it's a real... Like, John Hughes would go on to make um, the Dennis the Menace adaptation as well. Really? Yeah. Um, and so it, that tracks, and that that's a very similar kind of story. Yeah. I don't think he would make Dennis the Menace, comp- like, the the idea, but he definitely no, made, like, older. an adaptation. I did note in my notes here that we're in time now, and time's, uh, time's vocals and lyrics are fairly well matched to... And that it's all about getting older, you know, and yeah. uh, time slipping away from you and being, yeah, out of touch and not, it's getting, it's, time moves pretty fast, Gareth. Life moves pretty fast, all right? Oh, yeah. And that's, that's what time's about too, you know? <laughs> oh, I didn't get, oh, yeah, I didn't click to that. That's good. That's a good yeah. call. 
Yeah, so that like I, I was paying close attention in particular with time when time was playing because yeah. I figured that that would be some good matches. Sadly, not a lot on this playthrough. No, <laughs> uh, but anyway, I just wanted to note that that was something that I was doing. Um, yeah, we cut back to an economics lesson, which is incredibly relatable for me in particular, and oh, yeah. that uh, yeah, these it's just these kids being super bored in this class. We get like a lot of shots of their faces like frozen and. Yeah. like very upset uh but yeah it's the, it's the same guy from the intro yeah very strange things about this so this is ben stein mm. he improvised this lecture Dang. because he loves this stuff because his career start was a speechwriter for nixon wow that's incredible yeah he fucking nails it like it's i think it's like relatively interesting stuff that he's talking about <laughs> But like it's yeah, the delivery for these these scenes is just so well done, and that it's like yeah. so insufferably slow. Oh, it's great, and he keeps asking the class like for participation, and no one offers anything. It's oh, it's so painful. I've been in this lecture, you know. Yeah, same. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, another interesting thing is he quotes um, then Vice President George Bush, mm. and when um, um, as in George H. W. the dad, Daddy Bush. Yes. Yep. Yes. Uh, strike that from the record. <laughs> um, uh, but then later, when okay. um, Daddy Bush, also struck from the record, became president, Nancy Bush, um, <laughs> Nancy or Mrs. His wife quoted um, this movie, so it was a full circle. Oh. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, man, the quote circle is complete. Yeah, I'm glad that she's the only one in this situation not stricken from the record. <laughs> as well, <laughs> yeah. it's very good. Strike everyone else. She's the oh, only one yeah. that matters for that fact. <laughs> um, Any yeah. other president gets mentioned this episode, they're getting beeped. <laughs> Dang. Okay. Uh, uh... <laughs> no! <laughs> <laughs> oh, some of them I don't know. I don't oh, know. No. Thanks to Hamilton. No, oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Hamilton. Teaching us American um, uh, politics. You don't have to bleep his name. Oh, Got him. Aww. Roasted. <laughs> you burnt. Never gonna be president now. Um, yeah, uh, so <laughs> we cut back to, like, this is uh, juxtaposed with uh, uh, old mate Ferris just dancing around in his bedroom over yeah. some time. It's great. <laughs> uh, I, Playing the clarinet at one point? Yeah. I, yeah. Just busting out a solo for time. I don't know. I don't think. I don't think there's any clarinet in time that I'm aware of. But maybe there no, is. No, I doubt it. Lurking in the background. It's a fairly like low key instrument, the clarinet, and a lot of the woodwind section mm. are underappreciated, no doubt. But oh the, heck yeah, yeah. They like fade in. If, in in the orchestra. Fun fact: like the woodwinds are like the hardest to hear a lot of the time, other than like flute, which is very in your face. But like, oh, yeah. yeah, all those bassy boys just like yeah. lurking in the shadows. If you have, if you sneak in there with the bassoon, no one's going to know what you're playing. You know, <laughs> you do whatever. Uh, my brief run in the um, school orchestra as second bass guitarist, no one was hearing me either. Oh no. It was a pity roll and a half. I was standing behind the real bass guitarist. <laughs> <laughs> just slap an open e just yeah <laughs> here we go keeping time turning his pages <laughs> oh man that's some strong whiplash energy never mind 
How did we not get into that in that pod? Oh well. I I blanked it out until you brought up sneaking in with a bassoon. Oh, there you go. Too too much trauma. Actually, it's probably the mentioning of Mr. Gill that brought back all my high school memories. <laughs> oh, sweet. Hopefully we get some more high school anecdotes then as, yeah. we, as we go through. Um, yeah, we get into a bit of, a bit of great gig now. Um, oh, yeah. As, uh, yeah, the, the Ed Rooney's discussing with his secretary, who I don't, I don't remember writing down her name, which is really bad. Um, she's great, though. Um, she, yeah. This is a bit where she pulls a whole bunch of pins out of her hair, and I think that's her <laughs> yeah. intro. This just really sums her up. It's very good. Yeah. Um, and yeah, she's uh, talking about how all the kids love Ferris. <laughs> like everyone's on his side and not on Ed's side. So mm. yeah. Um, and yeah, this is uh, the final bit is um, old mate uh, Ferris. He's trying to, he's calling Cameron again, trying to get him to come over. He's just drawing <laughs> porn on MS Paint on his computer. <laughs> right that's so weird it's super weird but i mean it's the 80s right you can't like download a jpeg because it's going to take a thousand <laughs> yeah. years you got to draw your own porn and ms paint yeah or go to the library or something bus yeah <laughs> library porn what kind open of the se- phone book to the sexy pages <laughs> what what are these sexy pages in the phone book oh i gosh. definitely remember in primary school we'd look at um like the art books in the school library and oh like yeah, a yeah painting of a naked person and be like oh my gosh yeah like but, um yeah they used to advertise like massage parlors in the uh christchurch phone uh yellow pages oh right so and they've recently like, stopped that i mean fair so there's just like uh tiny like square ads of um like a lady in lingerie or something and that's yeah. like the the most titillating thing in the bloody <laughs> yellow pages <laughs> yeah. goodness gracious i wonder what would have been going for i'm trying to remember who showed me that it would be one of my like weird friends yeah that you just have like the friends you're not really friends with but like they're free after school because they also don't play sport so yeah like well i guess we're friends now i guess so what and are you like, up to who... well i was gonna go to the library and look at some <laughs> look at some ad spots and you're like okay and then you see yeah. this and you're like oh no <laughs> goodness me that's wild oh my gosh yeah, yeah. Oh. it's quite tastefully done as ms paint art though like yes yeah it's like the old um titanic shot of a lady just yeah. lounging you know yeah she's looking very empowered I think. pretty impressive but yeah trying again trying to convince uh cameron to come over um and yeah this is like uh the key the key comparison is being put on display here but just but the difference between these two characters that i've talked yeah. about already um and then yeah like talking about uh how he is sure that cameron's just like sitting in his car deciding whether to come or not and we cut to him doing exactly that and this acting by the person who plays uh cameron is incredible um, yeah it just like the the anguish of trying to decide to do something or not do something it's just it's like a really small bit of like character acting for like one shot that is really great he like walks Mm. off screen out he like decides not to go and walks off screen outside his car and then like you see him walking towards the car out the back window and he just like stops and starts like punch dancing in anger (laughs) it's so great i really love it there's a lot of stuff i love about cameron (laughs) yeah i reckon favorite character and like old alan rock is acting as acting yeah. as little 
um, hockey shirt off of us. It's yeah. so good. His 29-year-old self is really <laughs> yeah. making me believe that he's a, an angsty uh, high school student. So yeah. great work, Mr. Rock. Didn't, you didn't rock this one up. Um, <laughs> there you go. Oh, uh, yeah. Then we go to see, we see um, Sloane's in our lecture. And um, the this is the potential girlfriend of Ferris, right? And that, uh, I think she is his girlfriend, right? Yeah, stage. she's totally his girlfriend. Yeah. And well, actually, yeah, it's a good point. I assumed so, but maybe it's supposed to be a bigger deal when they're smooching. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But uh, yeah, she's getting like pulled out of class by the school nurse saying that her uh grandmother has passed away i really like that she like starts packing up before getting this news <laughs> yeah because so because she knows exactly what's about to happen it's so good yeah and um very interestingly well barely interestingly depending on how oh. much you hear about long form improv the english teacher is played by del close um founder of the second city and like wow the hero of the like um harold method so oh, hell yeah <laughs> what's up dorks that's yeah. a really cool thing word to all my dorks yeah no he's great i really liked his performance and that like his shtick as a bad lecturer is that he takes massive pauses between every single word that he says mm. he's like in what way <laughs> yeah and it's like oh <laughs> i just want to scream <laughs> being in that lecture it's just the best um yeah and yeah, um, so yeah, he, she's been pulled out of class to get uh, picked up for this funeral that's about to happen. And um, uh, Mr. Peterson uh, is her father and gives the Rooney a call on the old phone. And um, he thinks that it's old, uh, Rooney thinks that it's old Ferris Bueller doing a playful trick. But, yeah. but in fact, Ferris Bueller calls on line two oh my gosh but it's um what? yeah it's a bloody jape and a jest from old mate cameron who's doing a fantastic yeah. voice to <laughs> to pretend to be this like wise guy chicagan uh father of sloan um <laughs> uh, he's great um and yeah yeah he like tries to rooney tries to call his bluff basically and then like says all these horrible things uh and then yeah cameron's like you're an asshole sir <laughs> down the phone it's so good um yeah like telling him to pr produce a body and stuff like that yeah um and then yeah so they uh it's a sweet gambit by by ferris and and cameron the the power the power play is here heck yeah i initially found it a bit strange that these two are so good at like voices and impressions and sounds and stuff and doing mm. bits like initially i was like oh yeah you're actors in your 20s but then, like, the more I thought about it, the more, like, that was what being a small-town teenager was all about, was just trying to do funny voices to make your friends laugh and... Yeah, man. Just getting way too into it and having weird characters like your Mr. Mr. Peterson voice. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm all aboard. Super impressive. Yeah, it's been... Pr Cameron's been practicing all his life playing, like, right? D&D &D and stuff for this moment, <laughs> yeah. you know? Like, he's been Mr. Peterson many times in, in the past. <laughs> Mr. Peterson the Paladin. Yeah, right? yeah <laughs> amazing i love him um <laughs> and yeah uh so yeah they they managed to get <laughs> sloan out of school um but and at the end of this like gambit there's uh cameron's like i want her out front of the school in 10 minutes and i'll come pick her up and then like ferris thinks that's like too easy 
and that they'll get yeah. found out. It'll be too suspicious. And so Cameron's like, okay, so he will, uh, he's like, and I want you there as well, Rooney, because I want to say some things to you, sir. And that's like even worse because now how are they going to get yeah. there without um, uh, Mr. Rooney figuring something out? So yeah, they, they, there's like a brief like fight between the two of them and then they like make up. It's really quite sweet in that... Um, uh yeah cameron gets like all offended because he's trying to do the right thing and uh ferris is like freaking out on him but yeah there's like a good moment of friendship between them when they like apologize to each other it's really yeah. cool um ah that's yeah. a nice way yeah that's very nice to notice <laughs> yeah it's very good um and yeah uh so the plan is but the the thing is like the only way they're going to get away with this gareth is there's they need a small favor ferris needs yeah. a small favor and that's to borrow cameron's dad's car which is the 1961 ferrari 250 gt california baby that is a oh, good yeah. looking car never before has the the oh yeah like song played i believe it plays over the scene and it's just it does yes oh it's it's good song it's a good car you know <laughs> damn <laughs> it's yeah it's... Uh, i want to talk quite a lot about the oh yeah song and i'm surprised you're wanting to talk about this car all right it must, it must it, that's how good a car it is i'm not usually is a car guy James? right yeah like it, it's a damn fine looking car it'd be really fun to hoon around in so that's that's basically all i have to offer about the car specifically <laughs> i'm sure there are like car people who are like oh i know all these cool stuff this cool stuff about it and they could talk a lot more to it. But unfortunately, I can't. Yeah. But I just think it looks sweet. Let's talk about the song. Okay. Was this the first time you would have heard this song? Definitely, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah? So it wasn't... Because it's also in, what, Need for Speed or something. Oh, yeah, no. Because a lot of people in our age know it. I would but have it seen was this also... Need for Speed. Absolutely. Oh, good point, yeah. It was also involved... So there was a department store in New Zealand in the 80s and 90s called Decker. Mm, yeah. And their theme song was Dicker Dicker. Yes, it was. Oh, man. Right? Yeah, I remember Dicker Dicker. Yeah. I believe it's Dicker Dicker in um, other places as well. It's just It was just singular Dicker here, but everywhere else Whoa. it was Dicker Dicker. Um, that blows my mind. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's still in Australia. I'm not like 100% on that, but yeah. Um, There's still a sign for it in Huntley, uh, New Zealand, which so, is quite famous. Oh, hell yeah. So were they, yeah. they using the song in their ads? Yeah, as far as I know, or it could be one of those like common mis misremembered things that are just like because Decca Decca is fun to say, um, mm. everyone just thinks it was that. It's probably very yeah, hard I... to chase up that fact now, like whether right? or not that would be real or not. But yeah, I'm it's hard enough to even yes. to get information about Decca. Yeah, true. Oh man, <laughs> had that sweet logo. I, the logo was like. Um, it was just the black font for Decker, and then they had, like, a green, a yellow, and, like, a pink square yeah. behind it or something. In yeah. between each letter, I think. Like, the Friends logo. That's right. Yeah, it was super 90s, wasn't it? Dang. Yeah. Loved it. What a great place. Uh, Shoutouts to you, Decker. Yeah. I'm sure you were probably all bought out by, like, Kmart or something. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. I it saved for so long to get a Beast Wars toy of... Um, <laughs> the cheetah from beast wars oh, and then man. i went into decker and i didn't have enough money for the cheetah no so instead of like going home and saving more money i bought no. the rat from beast wars instead 
<laughs> the significantly cheaper rat. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I don't remember any of the names from Beast Wars besides Waspinator because he would say his name yeah. so often. Uh, no, that's all you need. <laughs> but do you? Yeah. Do, do you remember what the rat was called? Or just out of interest. I feel like it was like Rat Think or something like that. But that can't can't be it because that's the 1950s pop culture. Oh, thing. okay. Yeah, Rat Think is is that weird looking rat in a car. Yeah, like yeah. A hot rod. I love Ratfink. What a guy. I want Ratfink to come <laughs> He was back. Rat Trap was the Beast War. Rat Trap. That sounds right, yeah. Yeah. Man. What a time. One more thing about this song is... Mm. So they released it in 1985. It gains popularity of being in two films in 1986. I believe mm. I said 95 initially. Um, and then in 1987, they were like, look, the fame is good. This is a staple. The song is huge. It's as big as it's going to get. Yeah. We haven't said the final message. People aren't getting what our song's about. Oh. So they re-release it with two extra lines. So now it has the additional lyrics. Such a good time, a really good time. There you go. They weren't the sure. Exactly. Yeah. They weren't sure if you knew that it was about having a good time before. <laughs> yeah. You know. The, the guy is, is saying, oh, yeah, but that could be about anything. Like Exactly. He could be answering a question. Yeah. <laughs> or recalling something from his past, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, sweet. Oh, man. That's wild to, like, have a revisit of the same song a right. year later. Man. It's like bizarre move but uh, i'm for it if yeah. it adds to the song then it's sweet i like that just like a minor yeah. edit i feel like people do do this but especially with like um live performances they'll like make a mm. key change that they wanted to do um earlier on but just like didn't come up with it when before the album released or something <laughs> you know yeah or so often like the solo is better because they've been playing it live for so long or they yeah add, like a whole the national are really good for that they'll add like a whole extra coda to a song that makes it, like rock out more and you're like oh, if only you'd been successfully touring the song for 10 years before you recorded it <laughs> i mean yeah that that's yeah uh, that's it would be a worthy experiment for the music industry but i don't think it would no. <laughs> uh, be a very lucrative option <laughs> for these musicians. No, not the slightest. Oh, never mind. I do like the idea of a, of a band that only plays live for 10 years and then release, but it, and everyone loves them and then they release yeah. their first album. That's pretty sweet. See, like, that's all doable except for the everyone loves them part. Yeah, because no one would hear of them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> uh, okay. So we've we've right. covered the car, we've covered the song. We're good yeah. to move on. Um, yeah, uh, Cameron says that his dad loves this car more than life itself and more than his wife. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, it, it eventually gets convinced to let Ferris uh, drive it for this um, for this move that they're about to do to rescue Sloane from class. Um, <laughs> Rooney is out front with Sloane uh saying like trying to console her terribly he says that he had a grandmother once and then he's like oh two actually yeah. which is like come on man <laughs> and then yeah there's a great we get this we're still going with this song i think because we get the like the final beats of the, the like Ch -ch -ch as uh 
Ferris appears in like a hat, glasses, and overcoat in front of the car as yeah. a school bus like drives off to reveal him. It's very good. And then yeah. I was very confused because I thought you meant a Pink Floyd song, and I was like, "Is the Chicka Chicka hidden in money?" That would be great if there but was. Now gotcha. If the, yeah. if it's gonna be it in, suited. yeah, if it's gonna be in any song, it's gonna be in money, right? That's a good match. Yeah. Yeah. Where's the Where's the crossover with the Ferris Bueller song and the um and the old money? Eh? <laughs> yeah. Bring it to me. Um. Yeah. yeah. They They have a big kiss <laughs> here, like for rescuing her, and like it's a bit weird because he's supposed to be playing her dad. <laughs> And yeah didn't love that joke and i'm very shocked that that's not what Q, um if rooney's that suspicious and he's just like oh okay yeah it's just like and actually no i'm not shocked at that i think that's pretty sweet of rooney to be that like <laughs> that open-minded, open-minded. <laughs> yeah he hates truancy but he's okay with literally everything else <laughs> oh god <laughs> as we'll soon find out from rooney honestly jesus um yeah yeah, but they, they sail off in this car, and I think he, like, realizes just as they drive away <laughs> what's, yeah. what's he's, he's been duped. Um, the car itself has the license plate um, nervous without the E, mm. which is sweet. Like, it's, it's so cartoony because it's, like, Cameron's family. It's, yeah. like, it's like Cameron's got... It's his car, almost. <laughs> but I do love that. Um Later on, uh, the dad, uh, Ferris's dad, his has a personalized license plate as well, um, with M Mom referencing Mr. Mom, which is by the same oh. director. Um, fun fact: that's just one that I know off the top of my head. Damn. <laughs> uh, and yeah, oh, good on you. Right around the city of Chicago with um, great sunglasses on and like funny yeah. hats and stuff. Don't know if this is like apropos of uh 1980s fashion but maybe like it is strange because ferris was in a suit and so cameron's so nervous and he wants them to stop and take the car back they clearly stop and go to someone's house so ferris can get changed out of his suit and they're like well that wasn't the opportunity (laughs) well yeah they they definitely go back to their houses and set up some other stuff as well yeah so they change oh, point yeah and they set up like these fake answer phone messages at sloan's and cameron's house so that they uh it makes it seem like sloan's at this funeral which we'll yeah. find out in a bit um yeah which is pretty clever they it's like yeah. again tying up all these loose ends um and yeah there's a kid going around school uh wanting to save uh, raise money to save ferris the save ferris campaign is starting yeah. getting its legs uh i love i love this like side plot in this movie that like everyone in the city eventually finds out about ferris's illness and wants to like help <laughs> yeah. him as if he was like about to die it's so great yeah it blows up so quickly it is yeah it's my favorite running gag as well it's very good um and yeah they go and drop this car off in the garage in like a parking garage and offer this um uh, this like fairly sleazy guy to watch it for them so that no nothing happens to the car because Cameron's really nervous about it and it's like he seems fine actually this guy really I called him sleazy but he's just he's just a like parking garage guy you know yeah yeah so we they get what they leave the garage and um mm. the car we see the car driving away in the background by the uh the uh parking garage guys are just out for a joy ride for the rest mm-hmm. of the film later on we cut back to them doing the mr gill jump over the um the train tracks 
having a great time in slow motion and they're bloody loving it I'm sh- yeah. <laughs> shout outs to these guys <laughs> oh love them um and yeah so there's a bit where the mum returns home to check on ferris over brain damage and uh she falls for the old bait and switch where he set up this uh mannequin in bed through his rube goldberg uh setup uh yeah to like so that the the mannequin like will move in bed when the door opens and there's a like track of ferris snoring over the sound system that he has um bloody sweet looking sound system by the way like especially for the mid 80s this is fucking cool like complains about not having a car but he's got a computer in 1986 one which is pretty cool yeah and then he's also got this sweet sound system like i don't know yeah and a mannequin yeah maybe check your privilege ferris (laughs) Uh, thank you yes (laughs) Uh, but yeah, they go up, uh, they start their adventure together and, um, go up in the, um, uh, world's tallest building, apparently yeah. at the time. Um, fantastic shot of them putting their heads on the glass and looking down over the city. Uh, I just want to comment. There's a couple of guys in this shot with, <laughs> that are in the foreground and they're wearing the weirdest hats. I don't know what's going on with these guys. Oh man, they immediately, I remember weird hats, but they've completely immediately erased themselves from my memory. I was going to note it down and the note has vanished. I think they're like a plant for the like German-American parade that's going to happen later in the film. Oh yes. But these hats make no sense. (laughs) They're great. They're like little like colorful elf hats. I love them. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, they're hanging out. I hope they're having a day off together, these guys. Yeah, same. Just preparing for the parade that's about to happen. Oh, (laughs) love them. Uh, But yeah, a great shot of them looking down over the city. And um, then, yeah, they go off to lunch at a fancy French restaurant, Chez Louis, um, I believe it's called. I don't know if that's the correct pronunciation or not, but probably. Um, And yeah, there's a very weird uh waiter guy here with a thin Mm. moustache um as we get into eclipse and the like final play of the of the first album of of the first album what i didn't switch (laughs) the first of pink floyd's eighth albums yeah the first of this these playthroughs of the album is what i meant to say um yeah yeah uh yeah so ferris like scans the guest book and decides to choose the name abe froman who is the Sausage King of Chicago. <laughs> Abe Froman is the best fake name. <laughs> yeah. It's very good. Abe Froman. Oh, it just, it rolls off the tongue, you know. <laughs> and into the heart, which I think is a Simpsons yeah. story. Still. <laughs> oh, I like it. That's all right. Um, but yeah, so the, the waiter doesn't buy it. And then they use some um, phone shenanigans again to trick him right there's yeah. a lot of like using the phone in this movie that you couldn't do now uh yeah it's it's good it's much like a horror movie where like everything could be resolved quite easily with cell phones again like i think mm. the same kind of thing is true with um ferris bueller and that it wouldn't translate very well to a modern uh retelling i really hope this doesn't get remade Ah, oh, same yeah because it's just it's so of its time and yeah. like yeah i to to displace it or put it in a modern era it'd be really weird i think i don't think it would land very well 
Nah, yeah, there'll be a lot more like hacking and yeah, yeah, weird dark webby stuff. Maybe. Oh, I don't like that. No. I went on the dark web so I can remap all the phones, and yeah. that will just that will be your explanation, and then you just make the film the way it was previously made. <laughs> yeah. Oh, all the phones got phones got the dark web on them now. Yeah, it's fine. It's it's the same <laughs> film except that um, Ferris knows uh, Cipher from the Fast and the Furious <laughs> franchise. Yeah. Yeah, and just uses, like, gets a favor every now and then. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so they manage to trick this waiter. Uh, Cameron does his uh, <laughs> Peterson voice, Mr. Peterson yeah. voice, to be a policeman. It's very good. And yeah, that's how we round out playthrough one. Of yeah. The album. I found this waiter, uh, this maitre d', so realistic. Mm. Because... Yeah, he's great. Yeah, I... This is how I'm like, you're like listening to me now, cool podcast host. Um, and uh-huh. you're like, this guy said he was uncool and scared as a child. Well, like the most rebellious thing I did as a kid was my brother and I, after eating at this one buffet, would go and hold the door open for strangers. That was our like fun post dinner activity <laughs> at like eight years old. Incredible. Incredible. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and yeah, a maitre d' came and like told us off for that. And then we had to go just into the little activity room and we watched like half an episode of Veronica's Closet and then it was time to go home. What? And my family legitimately boycotted that restaurant. Damn. I mean, fair. Like, that's kind of harsh. Like, you weren't really doing anything wrong. I don't know. We were letting in a lot of cold breezes, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, he doesn't need to fucking take you to the activity area, the kid prison, yeah. you know? <laughs> Man, you just want to be uh, Ferris Bueller-ing it up around the around the restaurant. Yeah, you know? Ferris Buffet-ular. Yeah. Ferris Mueller. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, only, it's only fair. Oh, well. Never mind. Yeah. You've grown past that, that waiter interaction, that maitre d'. Exactly. And now that restaurant is closed. Yeah. So. There you go. Get <laughs> so dumped. Pity. He's out yeah. in the streets. <laughs> Whoa. How's the breeze, bitch? No. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> We're too harsh for this man now. It's uh, flipped around the other way. And now I'm the bad guy. Oh, no. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, yes. What happens now? Playthrough one, playthrough two. Here we go. Where Janie's still at school and um, is real pissed off about um, Ferris getting away with stuff. And this injustice basically drives her to yeah. like figure out what's going on. Uh, uh, then we go, we're having some lunch and Ferris's dad is at this restaurant. This is the first hurdle that they're having to face. But they sort of just like sneak away. There's a great bit... So low-stakes sneak, yeah. Yeah, so they all put on their, like, shades and go incognito. And Ferris clicks his fingers, and then the rest click their fingers. But the finger click does sync perfectly with the start of On the Run. <laughs> oh! The, like, the one from Ferris. But there are three yeah. in a row, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, it's pretty good. And then, yeah, On the Run as they're on the run from the dad. So, that's pretty cool. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I called this scene Restaurant Daddy Dodge. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> that that should be the um the old DVD like section for this. Yeah. I would like who came up with those? That like they had to name every part of a film, right. give give like chapter titles to every single thing as if it were a book. 
it's so strange yeah and it's again it's a thing that went away like came in and then went away five years later once dvds had kind of vanished again yeah it's bizarre i just i, I would yeah. i want to know who was doing that the dvd makers or if there was like <laughs> a, it's like made for like provided for in the scripts i don't know i can't imagine people writing chapter titles for every section of their film um, no way yeah anyway more sweet glasses though as we get into uh rooney's on the prowl he's left school looking <laughs> for ferris i don't know what his plan yeah. is here but he's got these like flip up glasses is why i bring that up um yeah which serve basically no purpose they're like i don't know like i guess they like are a sunshade in their other form in some fashion like they're a like bad visor but i don't know maybe they're for people yeah. who have glasses underneath I'd imagine so, yeah. Yeah, because I often... I've gone and worn sunglasses over my eyeglasses just to be like, yeah. gotta block the sun. That's fine. But, like, yeah. I feel like these glasses are made for that purpose and Rooney's just wearing them even though he doesn't wear glasses, which is I, weird. I reckon he was hunting some other kid on oh. his truant and lost his actual glasses <laughs> and is just trying to make the best of the situation. <laughs> he's completely blind and that's why he's getting in all these, like, scrapes later on yeah. in the movie. He's got very <laughs> poor vision. Oh, no. Oh. Uh, but, yeah, his plan to find Ferris is so weird. He goes into, like, a random, like, bar <laughs> or something in the middle of Chicago and like goes up to a random girl who he thinks is Ferris by her like the back of her head and she like spits milkshake in his face or whatever uh yeah this is such a weird interaction I don't understand his plan does he know that like Ferris like hangs out here maybe but I think so I think or it's just what he assumes the kids are into I would have loved if it and again this is a Simpsons joke if he'd gone to somewhere he thought was cool and was like where are all the kids? Yeah, that would be better if you just went to a yeah. bar full of adults, like, in the middle of the day. <laughs> be pretty great. Um, yeah, kind of yeah, is on, what this place is. Basically, yeah. yeah. There's people, there are, like, young people hanging out, like, playing some, some games at the arcade machines, you know? It's all good. Mm. Um, so, yeah, on the TV screen, Rooney doesn't notice, but Ferris and crew are at the baseball game here yeah um watching uh the bears is it or is that a joke and i'm just that's like, a joke yeah the no, bears are the football team that makes sense uh yeah they're at a baseball game uh and um ferris catches a fly ball out from the yeah. uh out in the stands which is sweet see i know some sports stuff <laughs> and he does it in time to the juddering synths of on the run yeah baby catching yeah. that ball and then yeah catching catching a fly ball would be pretty cool but it would really hurt like because he, ferris says that he thinks he's broken his thumb i reckon because these baseballers like smack these baseballs so hard it'd be really <laughs> scary catching one without a glove you know oh yeah for sure oh man yeah i'm sorry i'm still dying at because these baseballers catch these baseballs catch <laughs> these baseballs hey man that's how they say it on the baseball tv <laughs> yeah. you know that's how they do You're it. Like an almost retired cop going undercover to stop like a baseball team dealing drugs. <laughs> <laughs> you seen these baseballers? They throw the balls and then the other team <laughs> hits the balls. And then they run around and I think the diamond. Yeah. <laughs> they go uh, for first base, second base, third base, home. Yeah, there Wowee. you go. Wowee. That's a home run. <laughs> See, I know. 
It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you got it all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, they God damn, that was so bad. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, there's a brief cutaway to the like front of the stadium and it says save Ferris on the side. Yes. Which is so good. Um, and yeah, all the um after this, all the clocks are going off as Rooney decides to pay a visit to uh, Ferris's house to try and figure out what's going on. And he's wired up the doorbell with like a pre-recorded message. Mm. Um, the intercom will start uh, pretending as if Ferris is home. <laughs> it's very good in that he like uh, mentions, he's like, I don't, I want to prevent myself from having further school absences <laughs> by making my sickness worse, you know? It's so good. Um, mm. uh, yeah, and, but Rooney figures it out by being like kind of a bastard and not giving up hitting the doorbell again. And it starts playing the same thing again, you know? And then, yeah, yeah. we get into a sort of reverse Dennis the Menace <laughs> vibe here as Rooney's <laughs> desperately trying to break into a house of a child. Um, yeah, messed up. <laughs> It's weird. It's bad. Mm. It's, the the movie treats it as weird as and bad as well. Oh, for like sure, yeah. it's aware of how messed up this is. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Rooney is like go, pulling out all the stops. He wants to catch Ferris. He's got this weird vendetta against him. Um, and yeah, uh, <laughs> it's very silly. He get does some yeah. more like slapstick stuff happens where he's getting his shoes stuck in the mud. And then there's like a dog chasing him. <laughs> oh, it's all kinds of crazy. Um, and yeah, uh, there's yeah another cutaway during the sequence, and we see our boys from the um, the garage just having a time of their lives in this car, which is great. Yeah, I love to see it flying around to the solo of um, great of a uh, uh, time. A time, right? Yeah, yeah, time. Yeah, it's real nice. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, we get to the best scene in the movie now, which is the art gallery scene. Um, yes. It's just, this is just uh, here for flavor, really, and that it's just like, let's check out some cool art in the middle of this mm. movie. I really love the activities that Ferris has chosen for his day off. It's like very cultured and and fun. He goes to like a cool Heck restaurant. Yeah. He goes to um, the, uh, the art gallery. He goes to a parade. And he and he goes to like a swimming pool and has a swim. <laughs> like yeah. it's a fun day. <laughs> <laughs> He's having a great time. Um, yeah, yeah. It's like uh, it's again we're like this is being uh, intercut with time, and it's like all the cuts are matching quite well with the time signature as well, which is nice. Ooh, um, yeah, but yeah, it's just like a lot of cool artistic shots of like beautiful paintings here at the art gallery in Chicago. Um, it's stunning. Um, yeah. I was praying, though, that time would wrap up. Like, I was like, come on, song, come on, song. Because imagine the oh. scene to Pink Floyd's hit song, Great Gig in the Sky. It would have been perfect. Like, yeah. that would have been really lovely. But, no, we're still in the, like, roaring time solo. And then yeah. into, like, into the vocals from Dave Gilmore, of course. And, yeah, it works. But, yeah, it would have mm. been would have been markedly improved by a bit of Great Gig behind it. But still lovely. Um yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's a very artsy part of the movie and then also like a lot of artsy kind of fun shots with them mm. with them just like enjoying the art, like like posing in front of stuff and yeah, just nice like shot composition stuff. There's a good bit yeah. with um uh Cameron staring into uh a painting. Oh, who is it by? Is it like oh, what's his name? 
He's a French, like, pointillist guy. I don't know the name, sorry. Oh, yeah, sorry, sorry, art fans. <laughs> Georges something. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, I wish I knew. But, yeah, it's it's this uh, very famous piece of, like, um, all these people going around a, a summer's day in the park. I think is like, that's pretty close to what the title is. Um, and, yeah, he, like, stares into the face of this, like, young daughter, and it's, like, a crash <laughs> zoom back and forth between the two, getting closer mm. and closer and closer until you can see, like, all the little dots that make up yeah. the painting. It's really cool. Um, I believe that this is, like, Cameron sort of disassociating with his own identity, right? He's, like, try he's figuring out some stuff in this sequence. <laughs> um yeah he's very anxious as a guy and he's like not he's trying to enjoy this day but this this painting has captured his soul you know yeah. and he's just having a suddenly having a terrible time because after the scene he's like really wanting to leave and yeah. um ferris is like disappeared and uh we get into a bit of great gig now as we're in the parade it's parade time uh yeah cameron's talking about how he thinks that ferris doesn't care about him and that he's having like a terrible day and that uh he's just doing all the stuff for himself rather than uh wanting cameron and sloan to have a good time as well yeah and yeah there's a uh, we're we're in the like, we're approaching the parade sorry at this point uh, driving yeah, we're in a taxi yeah a taxi a taxi cab <laughs> That's Chicago accent almost. <laughs> Guess, yeah. <laughs> Give me that deep dish pizza. <laughs> I'm in a taxi. Hey, I'm in a taxi. Oh, no. Um, oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, um, yeah, another bit of, like, uh, brief comedy here is we've got the, the dad is again in the neighboring cab. And yeah. they immediately, like, switch so that it's Sloan like alone in the cab wearing sunglasses yeah yeah it's fun <laughs> and then while they were shooting the scene obviously um john hughes was like sloan alone but oh. what if it was home alone <laughs> oh that gives me a great idea <laughs> i me... did love like sloan's kind of a bit of an underridden character but yeah i this is the moment i realized like she is like ferris is maybe like chaotic Maybe chaotic evil because he's after himself. Like we, he's you know, not there's really, a turn though. when it turns out it's about Cameron. Yeah, true. But Sloane is just pure chaos. Like she'll make a kissy face at her boyfriend's dad. Yeah, she doesn't care. That is she'll, wild. Yeah, fake that her grandparents are dead. Yeah, just to get out of school. She's honestly yeah. kind of worse than Ferris, right? Like, oh heck yeah. Yeah, she's what he created with his yeah. led astray. Oh, God. Yeah, she was such a nice person. Until, yeah. until this day off. Yeah. And previous days off. Oh, no. I uh, bet, um, like, old Rooney's one day watching the news and he's like, oh, this cult leader's going to be Ferris. It's going to be Ferris. And it's just Sloane Peterson. And he's like, oh, oh, I don't remember no. who that is. Switch that <laughs> off. Doesn't realize. He doesn't remember? That's so yeah. sad. <laughs> oh god that's so much worse that he doesn't know oh man yeah okay there's <laughs> one chance to be right yeah <laughs> your one chance mr rooney please oh. <laughs> uh yeah so um we get into the parade proper and uh ferris has his big dance song and dance number out mm. here to twist and shout 
which he dedicates to Cameron to prove yeah. that he's had a good day. You know, basically, it's like he dedicates it to him to, to someone who feels they haven't had a had a good day or something like that. You know. Yeah. yeah. This scene is bonkers. I watched this clean before yeah. the Pink Floyd watch. I legit out loud, like I've seen this movie before, but watching it again, kind of like as an adult, I legit out loud was like, what is going on? It's bananas. <laughs> the whole city gets involved in this. Right? It's the like- A guy's sh- like doing a flip. <laughs> yeah. There's there's like people up on like doing construction work or painting the windows of the skyscrapers just grooving around. There's a choreographed yeah. dance sequence that breaks out on some steps. There's like even the dad's having a boogie up in the yeah. up in his office. Everyone's this getting involved. All to a seventeen year old on a parade lip syncing to, to a tw- song that was twenty three years old at the time. Yeah, man. It's wild. it's a great song, but like yeah, for damn. Sure. It's it's crazy. It again, something that would never happen, but is such a like <laughs> celebration of what this whole day is about. It's like yeah. a celebration of living in the moment and like feeling good and like enjoying yourself. It's a very positive yeah. thing. And, oh heck yeah! And it bloody. Pops I like to believe off. that. Oh yeah, I like to believe Twist and all well, the Beatles were outlawed in Chicago until that moment or something. Hell yeah! And they're all hearing it for the first time. Basically, right? Like yeah. it's just everyone in Chicago collectively coming together and being like, "Hey, the Beatles are pretty cool." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's very good. They like saxophone solos of uh, Pink Floyd's money happening over this like highlight how insane this scene is definitely seeing it with other music really like pointed out how nuts it is in the movie that this happens but yeah it's great it's I Mm. I wouldn't trade it for anything it's the it's the big showy centerpiece of Ferris Bueller's Day Off and it rules so yeah I'm happy it's here but it is bananas (laughs) (laughs) and yeah it's such a big scene that the like the next scene of them after we've seen the next um uh genie and rooney which we get to is yeah. just them talking about how cool that was yeah <laughs> and fair enough because it was sweet <laughs> yeah, <Heck> yeah. <laughs> it's really fun they like have to decompress themselves after, yeah. like they're like man that was pretty wild huh like <laughs> you're up there on the float man what <laughs> it's great um and yeah yeah, there's like during the the like celebration during this um uh like everyone getting involved. There's a brief interaction between Sloane and Cameron, which is really important that I want to cover. Uh, oh yes, yeah. Cameron like directly compares himself to Ferris. He says that Ferris is like can do anything, and that and Cameron he thinks that he can't do anything, and that um he's saying that like Ferris is this like fearless like almost sociopath. <laughs> like genius kid and Mm. cameron can't hope to like become that basically he's saying like he wishes he could be him but also like he's like is so happy to have him as a friend because he brings cameron like but knowing him brings him out like of his comfort zone and like gets him to have fun you know he's thankful that he has this crazy person in his life you know it's great Mm. Um, it does give some like sad fuel to that um, Ferris isn't real theory. But oh, definitely. We're not talking about that. Yeah, it's also good in that um, he says that he just talks with Sloane about what they're going to do after high school, and uh, like he doesn't know. He knows he'll go to college, but he doesn't know what for or what he's going to do after that. And Sloane's the same. She has no idea what she wants to do after high yeah. school because she's a real person. 
Um, and <laughs> Ferris like doesn't care is the important difference. Like, yeah. like he'll end up somewhere doing something and it will be great. He'll be having a great time because that's just how it is for him. You know, like yeah. he won't care if it's like flipping burgers or whatever. He'll be having like a great time. That's the whole idea. So yeah, it's yeah, interesting. Which is very sweet for this film that is, and especially a character like Ferris who is quite, you know, there's a materialistic side to him. Oh yeah. The idea that you can like, your success isn't really judged by an outsider kind of status. It's judged no. on how happy you are. It's, it's quite like a sweet thing. Yeah. It's judged on like experience more than anything else. Right. Like having, yeah. having a fantastic life is the mark of having a fantastic life. Like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's clever. It's good. Um, yeah, it, it paint, it makes Ferris much more redeemable, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, we get into the uh, the money bit of this of this performance and the the older uh, people that I was talking about before, the people dancing on the stairs, they are in time, Gareth. Oh, <laughs> they're in yeah. time with money, and it's freaking me out. <laughs> which is bonkers because that's seven four time to uh, twist and shout, which I'm pretty sure is four. four. It's four. It's straight four four for sure. Yeah, but I think it's just because of the cuts between like. This is cut between the rest of the um, the parade and the performance, etc. And we only get brief snippets, but it's insane. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it was. It's very jarring seeing people like have a choreographed dance sequence to money just in general. So mm. it was pretty impressive. Uh, yeah. This freaked me out. Uh, yeah. But yeah, everyone had a grand old time, and um, the the performance ends with Ferris doing a trust fall yeah. <laughs> into the like people who have no idea what's happening. It's so good, and I, that syncs up really well with the descending scale of money. Yeah, hell yeah, that's very. He nice. descends with them. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would have loved it if he did like some crowd surfing. I feel like that would have really fit with the theme of the film. <laughs> yeah. but it doesn't do that. Never mind. Um, yeah, Rooney is meanwhile still at the the house, and he accepts like a bouquet of flowers on Ferris's behalf at the door, and then mm. like uses this to like drug the dog that's been chasing him for somehow. Like I don't. Ah, uh, he chucks the vase at the dog. Oh, it's what? That's messed so much up. Worse. Oh no. Yeah, that's, that's illegal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, so no. is breaking and entering um, into a miner's home. Ah, uh, true. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like i don't know it's just mean to the dog i don't i didn't realize that that's what he did oh okay yeah. um now i hate you even more mr rooney um <laughs> uh genie runs home to like check on old mate uh ferris like she runs into his room immediately yeah and like uh spots like sees the mannequin that sits bolt upright and is like you bastard basically mm. um <clears throat> and then uh Rooney takes this opportunity to sneak into the house because he thinks Ferris has come home. And yeah. there's this like cat and mouse kind of thing where they're both sneaking around trying to catch Ferris in the act. But um, yeah, she, Jeannie jumps out and sees that and Rooney jumps out at the same time and she like screams and then kicks him like three times in the face like she's Chun-Li or something. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing um oh yeah what was rooney's end goal though like if you catch a know. child in his own house sick you've proven nothing yeah <laughs> you just put yourself on a list yeah it's no good 
he shouldn't yeah. have gone in the house at all but like no uh yeah it's i guess he was like he could be like ah i came home and you weren't there or i went to your house and you weren't there and like he just wanted to like catch him in the act or whatever but i don't know it's it doesn't make any sense really but yeah. it's, it's just messed up um but yeah he gets booted in the face here for his lack of judgment and yeah. um yeah it gets knocked out cold um the guys come back with the ferrari as the as the crew are like decompressing after that uh parade <laughs> performance and we go into some us and them as they like manage to get away with their like huge day out in this ferrari that they've had they do this yeah. like little shuffle dance <laughs> yeah. i love this yeah i wish it synced or something but it's awesome yeah it doesn't sync with anything but it's their like little bro move that they do it's really <laughs> cute <laughs> yeah yeah a great day that's it should be their great day out yeah that's you know? good if they do it instead of doing a remake they should do like a mid quill which is just someone else's day off that's influenced by this other day off that would be cool i'd be into yeah. that yeah just someone that like ferris at like someone that's ferris's school that's also doing this stuff and we just see like yeah. matthew broderick in the background or like matthew broderick plays like the dad or something that would work mm. yeah that'd be cool yeah there you go there you go hollywood we're done it alan ruck wants there to be a sequel when they're in their 70s and he like they have a day off from the nursing home that's a great call but, yeah right i'm into that that's like a sort of cocoon vibe it's very fun. <laughs> yeah that's so true yeah i feel like that would be even like more dark though because i feel like it would get into some like ennui kind of stuff yeah (laughs) which is yeah Yeah. i feel like it could get into that territory but i feel like it'd be all right they'd handle it okay yeah we'd get some good syncs with the line one day closer to death yeah definitely that's all we need yeah perfect shout outs cocoon for for us oh what a good time that was um yeah yeah so but yeah, Mr. Rooney, he gets a, a ticket for his car and eventually gets towed as well. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just bad going to worse for Mr. Rooney. This is what comes of breaking into a kid's house. Not cool. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, Janie over the like in-house intercom tells him to leave and like <laughs> dissuades him from like attacking her, which is pretty dark. But again, yep, like... Mm-hmm but like a played for laughs here and yeah his wallet falls out of his pants here which have been shredded by the dog attack um yeah and they're on their way home and cameron's feeling like pretty good about this stuff he's had some revelations already and he's feeling okay but then he takes a look at the old odometer on the car yeah. and there's three thousand miles on it <laughs> which is ridiculously high for a yeah, single that's day three that's three Vanessa Carlton songs. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. That's, that's a long six time. proclaimers. That's a lot of piano on the back of a truck. You know, yeah. like that's a lot. Um, but yeah, they, <laughs> they, so he freaks out and we get like a minor sync for me here. Um, the, the, the boys in the Floyd are singing black and blue um, in the middle of us and them here. And mm. when they say black, we're inside Cameron's mouth pulling out as he screams like an anguish Ooh. about the situation and then we cut to the sky when they say blue um like Ooh. showing the scream echoing echoing around all of chicago so that's some um, some nice sync there um, that's very good yeah um janie answers the door thinking that the uh the police have come 
and it's just, it's just like how would you describe this this is like a singing prostitute i guess it's very strange yeah singing telegrams shout out to clue but yeah i don't know yeah but she's the nurse who likes to dot 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 gareth so okay <laughs> it's weird that it's a telegram slash prostitute like they're enterprising but bizarre <laughs> yeah you know you gotta gotta make it all work yeah you gotta you gotta do what works i guess <laughs> play to your a hard time yeah <laughs> oh no um and yeah uh so Ferris is like pretty upset about uh, how things had turned out, and he wants like he really wanted this day to be like a gift for Cameron. He's he's talking mm. to Cameron, telling us this, um, and so he says this is sort of the last hurrah, and that like he's going to go off to college, and he feels like he won't really see Cameron again after this moment. Like going to uh, uh, like he, he, they'll go off to different colleges probably because he wouldn't be able to get into the one that Cameron gets into, and then yeah, um, and then they work. And they'd try and hang out, but wouldn't be nearly as close to what it was like when they were friends in high school. So he's like, he wanted this to be like a big special thing, really. Mm. Um, he also talks about wanting to marry Sloane and how that was for real. Um, like, that's really what he wants. Like, he's that's just like, he just is so sure of himself and he's figured everything out, right? Like, yeah. Um, but this thing with But Cameron, he is aware it's all going to change. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's yeah. like, it, he is definitely aware that this is not, like, the same for everyone else in his life. And that, like, they're definitely going to be moving on and changing. Whereas he might be Peter Pan forever. But, like, other people around him aren't going to stay the same. So, yeah, it's interesting. Mm. Um, and, yes, it, meanwhile, Cameron's, like, catatonic in the background. And they try and, like, wake him up by, I guess, like, taking him to a, a like, more serene kind of place. They put him in, like, a, a pool chair at the end of a diving board. Yeah. Which is weird. I don't know if that how that's supposed to help, but they do sure do that. Well, they just hang out in the jacuzzi and are like, hey, come into the jacuzzi. It's real nice. <laughs> It's, it's, I don't know if that's a good friend move, but... Nah. Uh, anyway, Cameron uh, uses this opportunity. He, like, flips, like, falls into the pool and just sort of sits at the bottom there. Um, uh, what is this? Like, the graduate, basically. Um, yeah, good call. And, uh, and, yeah, like, they think he's drowning and so rescue him. And Cameron's like, was like, either either Cameron was faking his freak out here or like he got over it, like in this instance, right? I think it was, yeah, more getting over it. Yeah. He's yeah. decided that it doesn't really matter as much as he mm. thought. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Pink Floyd say the old man died when Cameron's alive, which, you know, yeah. a bit of an anti sync, but Cameron is the old man of the three of them because he's 29. It's true, definitely. Maybe, so old. maybe the old man in this instance is his like anxiety, like leaving and dying in this moment. His anxiety about his old man, his yeah. father. Mm, perhaps. That's, that's just a theory, though. I don't know. I yeah. don't know. Uh, we go come well, back to. We're oh, the no. experts on how this syncs with Pink Floyd, so I think yeah. we can call that a fact, not a theory. All right, that's a fact. That's a straight-up fact. Put <laughs> yeah. it on IMDb uh, under strict <laughs> facts, all right? about Is there yeah. a fact section? There's a trivia section, but is there, like, a, a honest-to-God fact Stone section? Stone-cold facts. Yeah. 
There should there be. There will be now because of us. Movie, movie facts here yeah. on the pod. Um, yeah, we go into any colour you like as we see what's going on with Jeannie. She's been taken into the police station uh, for making a phony phone call about um, having a home invader. They don't believe her at all that someone was in the house, which is messed up. Like, Yeah, this infuriated me. <laughs> Yeah, this sucks. Step it up, Chicago mm. police. What are you doing? Um, yeah. But who should be here but greaser punk Charlie Sheen? Um, yeah, very young what? Charlie Sheen. Uh, I don't... I, I guess he's not that young in this, right? Like, I'm how young did younger he Younger than he, he is probably currently. Be... That's true. Uh, definitely. <laughs> For a movie made in the past, he is definitely younger than now. <laughs> Um, yeah, and yeah, he's he's looking young. He would have been twenty-one. Yeah, he's like, okay, that's pretty young. That's more accurate to mm. like having a high schooler fall in love with you. That makes more sense. Um, but yeah, he's yeah. like this bad boy in a leather jacket type, um, and he's like trying to like smooth talk Janie. He even like fucking nigs her. It's really gross and weird, honestly. Yeah, I don't know about this guy. <laughs> She I don't like, think we should, yeah. I think he might have trouble in the future, this actor. Yeah, maybe. Maybe this was a warning sign for a young Charlie Sheen. Who knows? But, um, yeah, yeah Jeannie for sure falls for him. Later on, we see them, like, making out. And, um, yeah, she is, like, completely smitten with him. And they're going to talk later or whatever. It's sort of unexplored in the mm. rest of this movie. I don't really know why this is in here. Uh, but they had Charlie Sheen on call, so here he is in the film. Yeah. Right? It's kind of weird, but sweet. Here he is. Um, and yeah, uh, he imparts some like advice, advice to Janie here in this moment about like um, how she's too caught up in what Ferris is doing. She's uh, She should be thinking about herself and how she should uh, like, um, she shouldn't be like getting upset at other people for having a good time and enjoying their life. She should be trying to make her own life better, right? Mm. Is the idea. Yeah, for sure. Um, and yeah, they, we get into brain damage as we're doing probably like other than the, um, uh, other than the parade scene, this is probably the most iconic part of the whole film as well. Yeah. This, uh, this scene's beautiful. The sequence here with the, the car, they're trying to take the, <laughs> trying to reverse the odometer by reversing the car, which is just such good, like kid logic. It's very mm -hmm. funny. Um, and yeah, they like have it up on blocks trying to um, reverse it. And yeah, Cameron's out of, out of this experience. Cameron's like talking about how he's uh, gotten some like perspective about everything and how he's sick of being afraid of his dad and all this stuff. It's a huge breakthrough for him. And it gets like even more intense as the as this goes on. Um, yeah, because he goes over and checks the uh, odometer and it's not going down um and like he's like really he's freaking out about it but not in the way you'd expect he's saying that like he's really sick of his dad and it's like he knows that he's gonna catch flack from his dad for this because like he's not supposed to take the car out etc um and yeah he like just takes it out on the car his like awful relationship with his dad he just starts like kicking the shit out of this ferrari <laughs> yeah like it's very intense and the other two are just sort of watching like stunned 
while this happens because he like gets like really angry and terrifying in this moment you know mm. it's like he's really working through some stuff um and even he like scares himself in this moment he's just like whoa i like i kicked the shit out of it damn like yeah wow and then yeah he's like okay i'm gonna like i'll take the fall for this it's okay like it's no worries uh i can't wait to see the look on my dad's face and he like leans on it with his foot and this is enough yeah. to uh set the car flying like it knocks it off its blocks at the back and it reverses out the screen window in the back of the in the back of the uh garage and flies yeah. into the forest below it's amazing um it's like a very quick sl- it's like a it's a slow-mo shot of the car falling but we only see it falling we don't see where it lands um yeah and everyone's like oh shit <laughs> like they were they he destroyed the car before he'd like beat up the car but this is on another level like mm. the car is now destroyed this the way this is shot is really nicely as well in that like sloan and ferris run over to look uh and sort of turn back and look at cameron <laughs> and um we don't see what the car looks like until cameron like comes over himself but he's like in shock it's really nice this just like just good blocking in this right of how yeah. this scene plays out um and yeah uh this happens uh over the silence at the end of the album uh, when he's walking over to look at the damage uh it's really cool <laughs> so yeah like we're just getting the heartbeats and the silence as like this incredibly dramatic thing has happened so that's a nice sync for me yeah uh heck yeah and yeah playthrough three starts up and we've got um ferris saying that like he's like really shook by this and he's saying no i'll take the fall this is too much like your your dad will like kill you <laughs> like yeah this is really awful um he he says i have to take some responsibility for this because like i convinced you to take the car out. and cameron's like no you didn't like i could have said no i could have like stopped this this is like what i want really like he really wants to like develop this relationship with his father that he has he's like had this huge breakthrough and he's like yeah we'll just have a talk like he says it's gonna be good for him and his relationship yeah. it's really really powerful it's a really cool scene yeah it's um, kind of good emotional like, kind of like advice as well it's like you're gonna have to talk about things yeah 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 this is um I'm in just... the awful fan fiction or fan theory this is the part they say is real and when it becomes real life is just like he had a day he imagined he was having a day off with friends and then he just kicked a car and then woke up wow yeah man that's yeah. intense yeah um so are, are the friends there in the scene i don't know or they just still i think he's imagining his... them and then like at least he's learning the same lesson mm. but yeah okay it, it does play it would work kind of and that they like sort of drop their whole like character in this moment because cameron's having this revelation in his own moment they don't they don't yeah. know like how to deal with it and he does he knows how to deal with it it's like a, a complete flip of the power dynamic it's really cool um hmm. but yeah it's it's great it's a really sweet piece of character development in a film and it's really well acted and really well shot and it's awesome um, yeah. so that's it's the best part of ferris bueller that's my take i've had i've had a best line a like best scene and now this is like the best part of ferris bueller like this is why you watch the film i think yeah, yeah. no absolutely yeah. yeah 
uh and yeah now it's just sort of like wrapping up the other story beat we've had like the catharsis of the movie has happened now and it's just mm. like winding down we've got like um the yeah the mum picks up janie from the police station there's some like weird awkwardness there with charlie sheen that i'm gonna breeze on by um yeah and then uh yeah like uh ferris says goodbye to sloan and gives her a like big dramatic kiss um and as he uh looks at he looks at her watch on her wrist and we it, when he does that we get into on the run like mm-hmm. dead on and now we are racing on home it's on the run chase sequence time garrett yes, i'm very yeah. happy that this is happening um oh yeah yeah we get the this has been done to death like through other people like making fun of it or like paying homage to it i guess uh yeah family guy did it shot for shot at one point oh really wow i think family guy (laughs) Um, did every scene in this shot for shot at different points in its show it's a weird show dang impressive okay (laughs) (laughs) he must love it yeah uh who's the guy behind family guy i've forgotten his name who's the family guy himself who is mr family guy seth mcfarlane who also showed up in a gilmore girls episode i was watching oh wow Good yeah. on you, Seth. All right, down yeah, in with the girls at that that <laughs> coffee shop, Luke's Coffee Shop. It's like the one thing I know about Gilmore Girls. I know more yeah, about baseball good. than I know about Gilmore Girls. <laughs> that's that's the, the test we give everyone. What do you know more about, baseball or Gilmore Girls? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what that determines on our show, but it's something. <laughs> it's something that we need to know. It's part of our mm. rider. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, there's uh, he races on home. He, there's a good bit where he introduces himself to some ladies that he spots just sunbathing as like a yeah. little gag. It's very good. Um, and yeah, there's a, it's a chase between him and his parents and Janie, who is driving his mum uh, home from the police station. And uh, yeah, the the crash sound and on the run doesn't really sync with much. The dad gets like trapped behind an old lady. <laughs> who's just zooming all like swerving all over the road which is just like there's just like some minor comedy bits in here and yeah yeah some real malarkey yeah just absolute malarkey going on (laughs) um and yeah there's the bit that i think was made fun of in the the family guy thing that we mentioned where ferris jumps in like off a trampoline and is falling in slow motion for i think four separate shots um yeah just the same fall and we see other people moving at full speed while this is happening it's kind of good um yeah and that's happening with the clocks of time which yeah man blows my little mind yeah like if there were no other sinks in this film that would be a sink to get you in the top half heck yeah he is he's in that slow-mo land of falling Mm. (laughs) over clocks yeah time's run out because it's it is so sweet yeah and he's trying to get home which which time ends with trying to get home oh yeah yeah it all tracks it all works yeah baby nice um and yeah the mr rooney catches him at the last minute he's like here on the doorstep all fucked up from his day um holding the spare key in his hand and he's like i've got your ass like i'm gonna you're gonna be expelled or you're gonna have to repeat this year multiple times and yeah that's his like big victory uh but janie comes and like puts aside her differences with ferris because fuck this guy and she's like oh thank you for driving home from the hospital that was really nice of you like 
Ah, uh, can you believe he would have tried to walk home from the hospital by himself? Crazy. Oh, by the way, you left your wallet on our floor. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. Ah! <laughs> so, like, Janie knows exactly who was in the house. Yeah. Oh, my God. I hope she tries it's... to leave that school. <laughs> like, I would not want to go to that school. Yeah. God, no. Well, presumably she's graduating at the same time. I'm assuming that Janie and um, Ferris are like the same age in this instance. Like, that's how oh, yeah. I, that's what I like, think anyway. Or maybe, like, maybe she's younger, but I don't know. Well, that's the only thing. Yeah, I assumed she was older until I actually had to think about it and be like, well, if Ferris is leaving, then who's the Yeah, right. It's tricky school? because they're definitely both adults. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, well. They're both in their mid 20s. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, who's to say uh, mm. what the canon lore of Ferris Bueller is, but never mind. Um, anyway, he manages to get away with it. He get, runs in and um, uh, undoes all his Rube Goldberg shit and gets into bed and uses yeah. the baseball that he caught at the baseball game with the baseball man threw the baseball and he caught it. <laughs> he throws yeah, yeah. that at the, at the stereo <laughs> to turn it off last minute <laughs> and, yeah, goes back to doing his, like, schmaltzy little cutie voice as of a little kid yeah. for his family and it's all good um yeah he got away with it and yeah he sees his uh he repeats the life moves pretty fast mantra of the movie and yeah that's it we get into the credits and uh over the credits we see <laughs> the remainder of mr rooney's misadventures uh who has like the his like final humiliation plays out over the credits uh yeah with him having to like get on a school bus full filled with his like pupils or people that know him from school and they're all like looking at him and he's all fucked up and it's mm. drawn out and really slow because the whole thing has to play over the whole credits um, yeah it kind of annoyed me that it was like you're clearly just making the scene last the whole credits like yeah the rest of the film is so much zippier than the scene uh, i i think it works uh it definitely works with the soundtrack which is again our ball ball oh, okay kind of thing because it's just like yeah yeah it's it's drawn out because mr rooney's going gone through this harrowing day and is just like yeah. crawling his way home and that's the the whole feeling of the scene for me so yeah i think it works but, mm. And yeah, the final like fuck you is that he sees uh, a kid has written save Ferris on his like school binder and he just looks like straight to camera being like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's it. And then we get a final shot of Ferris in this, which is really fun. <laughs> He's just like, yeah. you're still here? Go home. The movie's <laughs> over. It's so weird that he'd like, he's been addressing the, the camera all movie. But it's just mm. funny that he does it, like, for this last little bit. It's very weird. Yeah, but very iconic. It is definitely iconic. But it's, it's good. Yeah. Uh, and, and, yeah, that's how the movie ends, baby. Um, that's uh, that stuff. It, it ends basically, um, where are we? Like, right in Great Gig, basically. And there's no yeah. real sinks over this whole sequence, sadly. Over, I, like, was paying pretty close attention to the um, credits rolling. I was like, because we don't usually get stuff that we can do with the credits. No, not at all. Usually, like, we've done Marvel and you've had to just wait for, like, four songs worth of credits. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's no fun. At least we <laughs> had something to watch and, like, pay attention to. But, yeah. Yeah. Nothing to report there. So, 
What did you think? How did it sink, Gareth? Oh, what did I think and how did it sink? The, Please tell me. I'd say the entire first playthrough of the album, barely anything. Like, mm. it was a cold, empty plate where oh, no. they were promising sinks. But, yeah, things start to heat up. <laughs> the plate. I don't understand food metaphors, apparently. <laughs> you know we as get, much like, about you know, food as I know about baseball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> food grows on the plate, right? And then I think so. That's how that works. Yeah. You heat a plate enough, food appears on it. Yeah, that's what microwaves yeah. do, I think. Yeah, right. <laughs> so yeah, the plate starts circling in playthrough two, and we do have some food appearing on mm. it. It's still like it still would have kept us in the lower half, I think. Yeah, up until until yeah, when Ferris gets on the run to on the run. Yeah. And then jumps to the clocks. Like, you can't deny that. Yeah, man. And we we do also have that really sweet sync with the, like, uh, the car sequence. The car being destroyed. Um, yeah. I think that syncs really well as well. So, I'm feeling good And about the old that. man died. Yeah. We can't argue with that personal science. Yeah. <laughs> the personal, okay. personal science. Dang. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm feeling good about it. Are you as well? Yeah. Nice. I am. I'm willing to give it the number we seem to give everything at the moment. Positive plus score. Yeah. Are you thinking an eight? Okay. Yeah. I'm happy with that. A big old eight. Big old eight. Okay. Big eight. It's it's bigger than the other eights for no reason. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So we've had eights before that, you know, faking being eights, eights that have bluffed their way to being eights. This eight is a big eight. It's a real eight. It's like two point sizes higher, at least, than the other okay. eights on the graph. <laughs> so that you know that this one's, we're feeling good. We're feeling real good about this eight. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Okay. That's that's this show wrapped up, baby. What are we doing oh, next yes. week, Gareth? Well, so this film, we got a good result from watching a film that is a lot of wish fulfillment. So... You know what I'm wishing for mm. is more sinks. So I'm going to ask cinema's greatest genie, like <laughs> a genie, a genie that like, oh. you know, you didn't think this guy could nail a role in a kid's film, but he brought something so iconic. He changed the game entirely. Like <laughs> what this guy did for the role of genies in cinema, especially mm. for the nineties. Like you got to admit, this is so good. I'm talking, of course, about Shaq in the movie Kazam. Yes, I knew it was Kazam as soon as oh, he no. started talking. No, I'm ready. I'm hype. I've oh, never God. seen this movie before. I'm very excited. Oh, I have. Oh, no. Or should I not be excited? <laughs> I, like, behind the scenes could not think of a film this week, and I was really struggling. But, um, yeah, then Shaq just appeared into my mind now he scuttled into view with his powerful yeah. bod his genie limbs oh i'm ready what a I'm ready guy. to ready to have a chat about him and how he sinks with the old floyd eh can oh, he yes. grant our wish for a good sink find well, out let's find out yeah <laughs> oh wow golly me until then <laughs> Golly me. Um, this has been Sink Floyd. <laughs> um, you can find it on Twitter and Facebook at Sink Floyd Pod, uh, Letterboxd at Sink Floyd, 
And I've been Gareth Blackler, I've been... a.k.a. Ferris Baller. Oh, I've been James Barron, a.k.a. Oh, no, I've forgotten what it was. Cameron something? No? Slamron. Slamron Fry. Fry. Thank you. I'd forgotten. It was so long ago. And we'll see you on the dark side of the moon. Go home. Are you still here? Go home. Go home. The podcast's Go over. Home. What do you mean you're listening to a podcast in your home? Go home. Go home. You're listening to this podcast on your drive to work? No, turn around. Go home. <laughs> turn around. <laughs> Give up. It's, it's, it's like, over. Go home. It's like 9 a.m. Give up. <laughs> <laughs> it's 9 a.m. You're done. Give up. Yeah. Give up. That's our lesson for this week. Goodbye. Yeah.